they ultimately achieved what they had set out to do. And there was no following somebody else's footsteps. You know, there was no someone else's life that they they could, you know, follow the same track because they had to start where they were. And no one had a guidebook for that, right? I think diving in and figuring it out and and kind of saying like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to find out, right? That's how, how they did it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know, I think that uh, we're a little bit too afraid to step into that space. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Way of the Artist podcast. We're j- jumping, diving, any sort of... <laughs> Couldn't decide which one I was going to go first with there. We're jumping, we're diving, we're leaping into some kind of a conversation around a couple of key words, I guess. We weren't entirely sure. We, we couldn't work out a good title for this, people. And, and to be completely honest. Huh? Um, oh, man, that just brutal. came to me in the moment, too. It was bad. Um, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. But, uh, <laughs> but that is the actual honesty of it. We couldn't. Yeah. Quite figure out what a good title was for this one. Um, but we know this conversation has something to do with honesty. It has something to do with creativity. It has something to do with vulnerability and art and all of these things. Why are these things so important? Why are these necessary ingredients to to art and artfulness, perhaps, as a as a broader scope of that? So I'm excited to get into this one. I think that we might have some pleasant and wonderful discoveries to uh, to arrive to, but um, I'll leave it there. Brandon, what do you want to start things off with? I guess what I'm interested in looking at is why aren't we honest and why aren't we vulnerable in art and what we do? And I, I think that most people probably agree. Oh yeah. It's good to be honest. It's good to be vulnerable. It's good to be authentic. You know, I think we all kind of agree, but yet we don't always do that. It's not always the practice It's not always the way. And, and there's gotta be some reasons why we would opt out of doing it. And I mean, the most immediate thoughts that come to my mind is like, maybe because it's scary, maybe because you perceive some type of consequence, Maybe you just don't want to go there. Maybe, maybe you haven't really thought it out. Maybe it's a little bit half-baked, you know, maybe it's not really, um, maybe you didn't go deep enough into whatever it is that you're actually trying to do or looking at or investigating or whatever. Um, and then I think the other element is that there's a, some kind of judgment. We did talk about judgment leading up to this, like the mm-hmm. judgments that come in. And I think sometimes we don't always, we we don't always recognize that our judgments are actually getting in the way. Um, something you had brought up before we started talking was, um, someone wanting to make it more interesting and, and, 
you know, my, my initial question or thought when you said that was like, well, who says it's not interesting? It's like, mm-hmm. maybe you're not interested, you know? And, and, and that type of judgment, I think is kind of the sneaky one. You know, it's like somehow, you know, what's interesting and what isn't interesting. Um, and, and really, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, you know, the, the way to making something interesting is being interested. Um, but I think that there's this, that's where the vulnerability element comes in. It's like somehow you think you can do it without doing it. Somehow you think you can make something interesting without being interested. The, and, mm-hmm. and that's the confusion, you know, and, and I'd like to explore that and how we convince ourselves that we can somehow beat the system, manipulate the system, get in and get out without being emotionally impacted or affected or, or without, and, and this word could be maybe a little extreme or maybe too much for some people, but like, what are you sacrificing? And I do think with art, there is a certain part of sacrifice. You, you are, um, you are sacrificing something, but in a beautiful way, in a good way, not in like a, not in a, a harsh way, but it doesn't mean that it's always comfortable and nice and, and easy. Sometimes the sacrifices, you have to feel the pain of the emotion to get to the emotion of the peace, you know, and, that type of thing. But anyway, I'd like to explore that. I mean, that's, that's kind of, kind of interesting to me. Um, because I, you know, not only would I like to do more of it myself, but I mean, I'd like to help people if, if we can find a way to maybe navigate that territory a little bit, I think that'd be cool. So yeah, no, we'll see where this goes and then we'll title it afterwards. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's, uh, some of the things you brought in, I was just like jotting some things down. I was like, yeah, there's something about this thing of, like, you know, what is that thing that we're scared about in terms of being honest, being vulnerable in in our art and the things that we create? Because it is such a necessary part. You know, like uh, we talk a lot about how, you know, that unknown element, how you have to go into the unknown space in order for real creation to happen, in order for something that we might call art to come out of it. Not necessarily, but in order for you to have any chance of it to happen you have to do that and i think that honesty is a huge honesty and vulnerability which again i think is something that is somewhat interchangeable because there's no vulnerability without being honest Hmm. you know what i mean like you you don't feel vulnerable well i guess you can feel vulnerable when you're lying (laughs) but but you feel vulnerable for a completely different reason you feel vulnerable because you're afraid of getting caught (laughs) Yes. You know, that's the truth of the situation. But real vulnerability comes from saying something that's that's deeply true about yourself. True about the way that you feel, true about the way that you think, true about, you know, that's um so there's that 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 very close tie of honesty and vulnerability. Um but what you were saying as well, like yeah, that that not interesting enough. I think that that's part of the huge uh, fear that comes up like, oh, well, what if who I am, what if my honesty, what if my vulnerability isn't interesting enough? What if that's, and we can talk about that whole thing that you brought up where, well, how do you know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. How do you know what someone else is going to find interesting? And I have long proposed to actors who get caught in this whole thing of like how trying to be interesting in their performances to dro- drop that entire drop that entire notion altogether because you can't possibly answer that. You can't possibly know what 
what an audience member, what a casting director or director or whatever is going to find interesting. You can't possibly know that. And more often than not, if you're more interested in just trying to be interesting, you're going to do something that's really contrived, that's really on some some level kind of superficial or, or, or a stereotype of some kind. There won't be originality and that's not really exciting. It's like we can spot that. We can see that it's not really coming from, from a real deep place. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, uh, I'm saying a lot of different things here. I realize, um, I'm going to pass it back off to you. Cause I'm just sort of like taking a bunch of scattered thoughts based on what you just said. And <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just touch on a few of them. Uh, and you also mentioned this thing of sacrifice and, and, uh, Sometimes, yeah, you have to feel certain things. You have to confront certain things. And what just popped into my mind is just like, I don't know. I think that maybe the only thing you really have to sacrifice is your ego in that whole process. Sometimes it's just like, what are you really sacrificing? Ultimately, it's just like, yeah, it's probably just some sort of bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, some kind of bullshit. And, And when I think when you're talking about ego, I mean, you can correct me if you don't agree, but... It's like you're sacrificing your image. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your curated presentation to the world of who you want to appear to be? Yeah. Or and even when to that yourself. breaks, yeah, and to yourself, and to yourself. Really good point. And when that breaks down, what is what is that? You know, um, embarrassment, shame, guilt. Uh, you know, um, all, all these other things that kind of. Um, that can kind of come out of it. And I think uh, bad people, people who do bad, people who cause destruction or harm or damage in the world are generally dishonest people, but not always in the way that you think. They might not even think of themselves as dishonest. They might actually think of themselves as honest, but honesty works on many different levels. And I think it's like a layer of an onion. You get honest about one thing, it reveals the lie that propped that dishonesty up. Then you can get honest about that and so forth. And you go down the layer. Um, but you know, they say like, why do people do bad things or why do people do evil? Because it's easy and it's easier to lie. It's easier to deceive not only others, but yourself. Um, you know, they say embarrassment is the ego breaking down the cover of the true self, um, who you, who you actually are. So when you stumble and you do something clumsy, your ego doesn't want you to be clumsy and there's embarrassment because now that has been exposed because you actually are more clumsy than you acknowledge and and you're honest about. And there's something about clumsy, which is interesting. It's like a, the humanity in clumsiness, you know, which the ego hides from you. Um, it hides your, your flaw. It hides your impediments. It hides your, your, your qualities that maybe you don't like, don't accept, don't acknowledge, don't consider. And I think that the people who hide those types of things, which are vulnerabilities, tend to be less compassionate and less empathetic for others who um, maybe don't try to hide them. 
and and I, I think there's there is a you know with with deception and denial there's a kind of a hatred of the thing that you deny right because why would you deny it you don't like it you don't like it so you don't want it to you don't want it out there um and i think you know i'm just thinking i'm i'm kind of working this out a little bit as we're talking here but i think maybe part of the reason why we're not so honest and not so vulnerable is because the thing that would require honesty or vulnerability we don't like yet and i say yet because we haven't learned to make our peace with it um but i would i would argue that you know you're doing yourself a disservice you would actually be doing yourself a greater gift in your life to just take down the curated image take down the ego and and try to see yourself more as you are you know more human one last thing i'll say evan i just want to kind of throw this in i think it's a good time um i've been working on a script you know the script that we uh, wrote way back when and uh, i've been working on it and mm-hmm. i did a bunch of work this week on the bad guys on the antagonists and i i'm like okay, i got to go deeper i got to understand these people why do they do what they do and you know and and all of that <clears throat> And then I started to kind of get into their vulnerabilities and their, and I related to them. Like, I'm like, what would it be like to be this person? And why would you do what you do? And they're doing horrible, horrible shit. And I'm like, working it out as to like, what's going on for them? How are they feeling in their world? You know, why does this make sense? And to them, they don't necessarily see themselves as doing horrible stuff. They don't see themselves as the bad guys, right? Um, and, and I think, uh, I think that, you know, part of the work of creativity, at least in, in screenwriting, I can say is like your work gets better when you actually go to the hard places you don't want to go. Like, I don't want to look at my dark shadow side. I don't want to look at that side of me that could justify doing horrible, horrible shit. Right. But we all have it. Mm-hmm. It's an ugly thing to look at and it's, 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 it's not always appropriate to talk about, but it's there. And I mean, I'm not going to say that I would ever do what these characters would do, but part of what's going to make them real is understanding how they justify it, how they made sense with it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a vulnerable place to go because it's like, I don't want to look at myself that way. And I don't want to think of myself as being somebody that could, could do that or think like that. But it makes me understand that I'm like, you know what? All people could could go, um, let's just say, quote unquote, the wrong way, given given poor guidance, poor leadership, poor teachers, poor, um, you know, whatever, being manipulated. Right? We can all kind of be caught into something, and so I'd argue almost that some of us are more than we recognize, and the truth really does set you free. Right? but layers of the onion, right? You got to go down and down and down and try and figure out, okay, what's propping this bullshit up, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Cause the bullshit is, is actually taking away from your, your freedom, your expression, you know, all these good things, right? Um, your creativity, whatever. Um, anyway, I don't know. That's, I'm trying, I'm digging, you know, I'm digging, I'm trying to, I'm trying to excavate. Well, what is this thing underneath that we're trying to get to here? For sure. Yeah. Like the, like just trying to understand like, like why, what would, what would stop us? Like, why would we even try to convince ourselves that, uh, dishonesty or being untruthful or whatever in, in the things that we're doing 
or kidding ourselves about something like why why would we even think about doing that you know like what's the temptation there to do that and you know and you you mentioned that that it's the easy thing to do you know it's the easy thing to do and i think that i put like a little asterisk against or like next to that because it's like it is the easy thing to do in the short term Mm -hmm. in the short term it is the very easy thing to do in the long term not so easy it's actually the harder thing to do um because then your life becomes built up of all of these bricks these bricks that you've laid down that are not not lined up right you know like they're <laughs> they're they're not they're they're not sitting correctly and and you've built something up on top of like a really bad foundation it's always shaky you're always on shaky ground or in shaky housing however you want to look at this half-baked metaphor that I've just thrown together um but eventually over time yeah you're you're you've you've built something that's really not solid that could come down at any single moment uh which is a fun part of life you know that's a that's kind of almost a timeless story structure of the person who's built their life up on all of these lies about themselves and and what they want and whatever it is and then the whole thing comes crashing down and then you have to get honest you have to get honest with yourself in the dark parts in the in that low point in your life where everything's come down around you and say okay everything that i was doing was bullshit i was built Mm -hmm. my life up on a lie this was never who i was this is never who i wanted to be and i kidded myself that it was and that what i was doing was okay and this and that not only in the stuff of like you know movies and books and things like that but you know there's plenty of real life stories of people you know we probably you know from from sort of big sort of public figures to you know your some family member or a friend who <laughs> you know came to some sort of realization like this right um and then we share that story and and why do we listen to that story because there's something honest about it there's something true for us about it that we connect to and vulnerable you know like all of the things it's like you put it all away and then suddenly it comes rushing to the surface mm-hmm. <laughs> where the only way out of your situation is honesty the only way out of your situation is vulnerability yeah which is well, a fascinating I- thing it's like it's like it's like it's how it's like how the scales rebalance themselves inside of a person you know it's like okay you can do this but just so you know the honesty and the vulnerability is going to become real painful, real hard, and really dramatic at mm. some point. Yeah, there's something interesting that's kind of coming out of this this whole idea that uh, the lie will get you the the benefit or the good thing, you know. And in the short term, and I think a lot of the time that's part of the that's part of the challenge a lot of us face is that we are so focused on the short-term gain and we think that somehow we can beat the odds of the long-term pain of, of whatever that act is, you know? Um, and that can be as simple as like eating fast food that, you know, you shouldn't eat or, 
some dessert or something like that. You know, you know, you shouldn't keep doing, maybe you do it once in a while, maybe it's okay, but like, you just keep doing it and you do it and you do it and you know, it's not good for you, but you think, ah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then one day it's not okay. And like deception and lies, they're a lot like that too. You know, it's the white lie. It's just a little thing here, a little thing there. And all of a sudden, you know, you've built something that is very flimsy and very weak and very shaky. And you don't know why you feel so ungrounded and so um, unstable and so disconnected. And so, you know, you name it, like a lot of negatives that come out of it. Um, I do think you you know, in life, um, when you get pushed to the wall, it's, it's a gift. If the only answer is to, is to tell the truth and to be vulnerable. I think that's actually a gift. I think it's a, it's a hard gift sometimes to accept and just like embrace. But I do think it is ultimately a gift because if that's what it took to get you to finally be honest and be vulnerable, then, then wonderful. Um, I also would say that, you know, the lie, the lie is, is such it's such a cruel, deceptive friend because it comes at you like a lover. It's mm-hmm. so seductive. Full you know, of it comes at you. Yeah. It comes at you with, with options and, and wonder and all of this stuff. But what it does is it, what it's, what it does is it actually, it, it props you up in a way that's, that's, that really hurts you. And, um, you know, there's a, something that I learned from one of my mentors was, uh, and I do this a lot when I work with people, but uh, like I, we build a bridge and you build a bridge from where you actually are to where you actually want to go. And one of the two things that I try to identify is where someone actually is versus where they pretend they are and where they actually want to go is where they say they want to go. And where they actually are is usually not where they say they are, meaning that they pretend they're much further ahead than they actually are. Most of us do this. It's, it's a, it's a very natural thing. It's a, it's a kind of makes us feel better about ourselves. We feel like we're not falling behind in life. We feel like we're, we're keeping up with people or whatever. Um, but the, the thing is, is if you, if you were going to build a bridge, from wherever you are to some island that's this amazing island and you want to go to this amazing island, but the bridge is built from where you pretend to be versus where you actually are, you're not even on the bridge. And how are you ever going to get to the bridge? Because the bridge isn't even built where you are. So you have to now, you have to figure out how to close the gap between where you really are and your lie. And you can't ask for anyone's help because if you do, then you will have exposed the lie. So you can't get help during that time. That's going to be all on you. And the bigger that gap is, the harder that is going to be to figure out. Um, and you might convince yourself that you can somehow get to this bridge without exposing the lie, but you probably can't. And so that's why most people never even start on the bridge of their dreams. And that's a big part of like, you know, the work that I try to do with people. The second part is, is the other lie is what do you really want? A lot of people, they, they minimize their dreams. They minimize their actual desires and they say, well, I'd be, I'd be happy with this. This would be good. It's like, but what do you really want? Because here's the other thing, you could get further along that bridge, but you never were honest with yourself about what you really wanted. So the bridge isn't far enough to get you there. And let's say you do get to where you say, well, this would be good enough. I can tell you when you get there, it won't be good enough because it's not really what you wanted because you were not being honest with yourself in the beginning. From you at the point when you said, this is all I wanted, 
that would have made that person happy. But you at that point in the bridge, if you've gotten that far, will be disappointed in themselves because you would have found out, hey, I got this far and I could have gone further. And this is as far as I built the bridge. And now look at me now I'm stuck. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, you might say, well, it's fine. I can just keep building the bridge. Can I? It's like, yeah, kind of. But the other thing is, is you would have set up your relationships, set up yourself, set up your dynamic for someone that was to get there, not someone who was to get where you really wanted to get. And you would have not built foundations that were necessary to get where you really wanted to go. And that would have happened farther back in the bridge. So the bridge just isn't sturdy enough, strong enough to uphold the person you truly want to be. You know what I mean? So the lie, right? At the end of the day, we can understand why we lie. We're embarrassed to say what we really want. And we're embarrassed to admit who we really are. You know, that's a big part of it. I mean, I'm not going to say that's the entire thing, but like, embarrassment is all a byproduct of the ego. You know, it's the ego being exposed. That's what embarrassment is. So, you know, you, you really should run towards embarrassment. You should try to embarrass yourself because the more you do, the more you will kill the ego, which is ultimately what you kind of want to do. Um, although it's brutally hard. <laughs> yeah. It is a gift. <laughs> if you yeah. are willing to. It's, it's listening to this, this sort of metaphor that you had about, you know, the, building this bridge and you know like in and building this bridge from a place where you aren't even located you know it's like the 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 whole metaphor it's funny because it's confusing you know i was like listening to what you're saying and i'm like i'm trying to understand what you're saying because what you're saying is so confusing and to me that's part of what's so great actually about your metaphor because there's something about it that just doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. Because How it's can like, you build something that you're not even there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and it's like, yeah, but it's, it's interesting because when you put it in something like as concretely as you're in one location, pretending to be in another location, building a bridge from the location you're not at to a place that you're trying to go. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, it's like, what the, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, it's just like, it just, it's such a ridiculous thought. Yeah. Right. When you put it in sort of a concrete language like that. Um, but there's a kind of a way in which we, th we think that you get away with it in this more sort of abstract gooey, uh, internal world that we live in. And it's just like, no, there's no, there's no getting away with it. Like, the, the like the price is paid at some point in time, right? Like the, the, the price has to be paid in some form. However that is, I have no idea, but you know, one could argue that it's like, well, the, the, um, you know, I've heard it said before that it's just like the crime and the punishment are the same, right? Like you are always aware of the lie. You are always, you, like, even if no one else is, you are always aware. You always <laughs> know. Um, even if you're sort of deceiving yourself for a while, even rather convincingly, you know, you can convince yourself that, that, um, of anything. Um, but there's always sort of a part of yourself that knows that it's like, oh, you know what? That was, uh, that was a little bit bullshit. That was a little bit bullshit. I was bullshitting myself. I was bullshitting other people. And I kind of knew that I was. Um, and the only thing to do is to, is to again, yeah, admit it. Get honest. That's, that's, I know I'm coming back around to that 
that thing. But like, that's kind of the fascinating part of it to me is like the way out of, of that thing is actually just to get honest is to just, is to be honest and vulnerable is how you begin to correct that issue. Right. Mm -hmm. Is to acknowledge like, okay, I'm not over there. I can't start building the bridge in a place where I'm, I, I'm not even located, <laughs> you know, admit the ridiculousness of this lie, admit the ridiculousness of this thing that you are trying to convince yourself and other people of, right? And just say, okay, maybe I still want to go to that one place, but I have to start here. I have mm -hmm. to start with this place. And maybe it's not the place that, um, I think is, is the place to start from. But that's kind of the, and, and maybe this swings a little bit back around to this whole thing of like being good enough, being enough, you know, like, um, I think that that's something that causes us to, to tell and, and that sort of lie to try and convince ourselves of some other thing is, is we've convinced ourselves or we've told ourselves that no, 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 no. The place that I am now, that's no good. The person that I am now, that's no good. That, 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 that place, that person I am, that place that I am right now can never get me there. But it's like, it's, it's again, what a silly thing to even even say it's it's like we're and then we'll maybe convince ourselves that okay no i have to i have to know i have to know live that i'm over here <laughs> in a different place start the whole fucking thing over again until you finally acknowledge like okay i have to start with where i am and with who i am and start working my way towards something and see what that looks like mm -hmm. you know that's the thing it's like there's like there are so many different uh you know, I guess what we might call success stories from people who came from such unlikely places, from such unlikely backgrounds. But these were people who were honest with themselves and where they were at. They used what was there, you know, like what did they actually have at their disposal? What skills, talents, whatever were they able to use to their advantage? What were, what were the, their shortcomings, what were the shortcomings that they had that they had to overcome, mm -hmm. right? Where they had to learn a little bit more, where they had to make a few mistakes, but they ultimately, they ultimately achieved what they had set out to do. And there was no following somebody else's footsteps. You know, there was no someone else's life that they, they could, you know, follow the same track because they had to start where they were and no one had a guidebook for that. Right. I think diving in and figuring it out and, and kind of saying like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to find out. Right. That's how, how they did it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know, I think that, uh, we're a little bit too afraid to step into that space, you know, like, Yeah. And that might be interesting to explore as to why that is too. But I'll stop and I'll hand it over to you, Brandon. It looks like you've got some thoughts. Oh, well, you know, always. I, I guess, you know, like there is this, um, 
in our culture and, and just in our time, you know, it's it, with media and everything. I mean, it's very easy to compare yourself to others and then you feel like you don't add up and stuff. And I think that's, that's pretty common for a lot of people. And I think sometimes it's not even, you know, someone that's really successful. Sometimes it's just a, could just be a friend or a colleague or, you know, someone else that you just know about. And, um, you know, you got to remember, like, one thing I try to remind myself of is that most people, most people are not self-aware the way they think they're self-aware. And the reason why I know this is because, um, there is a, it doesn't, it doesn't take it. If you, if you were really to ask someone what they really want, you probably find out, and I haven't done a study on this, but you probably find out that most people are not doing what they really want to do. They're, they're doing what feels good. They're doing what they like to do maybe in the moment, but they're not doing what they really want to do. And they have some kind of reason, some kind of justification for why that is and why that makes sense and why that's okay. How does that get propped up, right? There has to be a deception. You have to deceive yourself because if you think about it, there, there has to be at some point in your life where you convinced yourself that what really mattered didn't matter and that what didn't matter did matter. And you, and, and that has to be based on a lie. And if you go to the nucleus, the very center point of like, what do you really want? What do you do what you do? What do you care about? What matters? You begin to see the world that's built out of that is not representative of the nucleus. And that's how you know there is a deception. Something occurred in the, in the, in the, in the, seed of the nucleus of, of whatever, you know, that grew out into that person. Um, and you can, you know, there's symptoms, right? So you'll know this is happening for you. And by the way, it's happening for pretty much everybody in some form or another. Um, but you'll, you know, it's just a matter of, will you do something about it, but you'll know you're doing it. You'll know it's happening because you're doing something you don't want to do and you don't like doing it and you have to do it as opposed to you get to do it. Um, you know, and so you got to look at what, what props that up? Like, why do you do anything you have to do? You know, or why don't you do things that you do want to do? What props that up, right? That's the lie. The lie props that up because somehow you deceived yourself into thinking or believing or feeling like it's okay. And then telling you it's not okay. I'm telling you it's not okay. And I'm telling you this like from your future self, because your future self is going to tell you it's not okay. It really isn't okay. So have a, go have a conversation with them. And I know it's not, you're not really having it with them, but in your mind, the nucleus knows what the future you thinks. If you really get down to the truth of it. And like, when you're on your, when you're on your final day and you're going to look back on your life and you're going to look back and go like, did I live? Did I do what I wanted to do? You know, did, did, did I, did I build the things that mattered? Did I, did, what time did I waste? I mean, all of that stuff's going to become very evident to you. Um, and so, you know, I'm not saying that you have to achieve some idealistic person that you, you know, in your childhood wish you would be, but you, you need to 
stop the lie that is allowing you to live in an untruth. And this can be, this can be in the most simple ways. I mean, it can be the job you do. Obviously that could be like, you hate your job. You show up to your job every day and you go, I have to go to work. That's a telltale sign that you convinced yourself to do something you shouldn't be doing, don't want to be doing and shouldn't be a part of, but you, you, you've tricked yourself into it. The other thing is, is like, maybe you're a little bit overweight. Maybe you're a lot overweight or something like that. And maybe you don't like that. If you do like it, then fine. But if you really don't like that, then you need to look at yourself. How did I convince myself that this was okay? Because you lied. I guarantee you lied. Because it isn't okay. And you know it's okay. And if you were really honest with yourself, you'd know it's okay. And, and then the, the part of you that knows it's not okay will do what it takes to, to correct that. They will fix that. And it's all inside of you. It's all ready. It's all waiting. But the problem is, is if you keep lying about that, you will continue the existence that you have deceived yourself into. Um, so, you know, you know, like then it just comes down to like, are, do you want to keep living the lie or do you want to fix the lie? I mean, your, your problems and your, your, your challenges in life are more a product of your lies than anything else. And you're a victim to yourself, you know, and the, the sooner you realize that the sooner you are free, the sooner you are free and you know, you can go around and you can blame everybody. You can blame your parents, your teachers, society, the government. You can go and blame, 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 blame. At the end of the day, who is living the lie and who is telling the lie? And even if everyone around you is all living it and telling it, it doesn't mean you have to either. You know, and that might be part of the thing that convinces you that it's okay. Oh, well, they're doing it, so I could do it. No, that's not a good reason. You know, and, and inside of you, you know that. You know, and, and the, you know, this is the thing, right? Like everybody wants a savior. And this is one last thing I'm going to say about this. Everybody wants a savior. Everybody wants someone to come along, give them a break, help them out. Come save me, save me. Nobody's going to save you. You know, who's going to save you, you. And they're waiting for you to give them permission to save you. It's you. So if you're going to blame anybody, blame yourself. Blame, not even yourself, blame the, the fact that it was so easy to not save yourself. Then fix it. Take responsibility of your life, right? The lie is in, it's not taking responsibility. It's not taking responsibility of your life. Truth is responsibility, right? Truth is, I'm going to tell the truth and I'm going to do something about it. Last thing I'll say, Evan, one last comment. One thing I learned in life when I was a young age, and I, I, I try to tell this to everybody because it's the most important, valuable, most useful thing I ever learned in my entire life. We do need each other to build and grow. People are, are going to be what, what allows great things to happen. You need others. We work together better. But if it's going to be, it is up to me. You say that every single day and anytime you're about to blame someone, reiterate that statement to yourself. If it's going to be, it's up to me. And if, oh, it's not happening because this person, it's not happening because of that person. Bullshit lie. It's not happening because you are not being the real true you. That is it. There's no, there is, there is no wiggle room on that one. You know, yes, people will screw you over. Yes, people will betray you. Yes, all this stuff will happen. 
but at the end of the day, it's going to be on you, you know, and, and, and the only way you are ever going to help you is to be honest and truthful and vulnerable and real and authentic. And it's the only way it really is. And it's, it's going to be brutal to, to, to take off the layers, but that's the, that's the bottom line. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way, and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. What is interesting to me is like when we came into this conversation, I was thinking like, oh, in order for there to be, you know, uh, creativity, creation, there's got to be honesty. But I, 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 I'm going to walk that sort of thought back a little bit just for um just for my own self there's it seems to me that actually it's like whether you are honest or dishonest it's like you know you're talking about like this nucleus or this seed um you know and it's like in each one of those are a seed that creates something and they grow into these things but the problem is that the is that the deception creates like it grows out like it does grow out it does become something but it becomes something that you really don't want (laughs) it becomes something really undesirable whereas the honesty creates something really beautiful you know like it's um part of this conversation we were talking a little bit about some of what I I do with actors and and, and with Meisner technique and, and stuff like that. And honesty is a huge part of it. That's one of the things that we have to establish right from right from the get-go, that the things that that we say to each other as we do these exercises, as we connect with with you know your partners and your other human beings in this, is that there's this thing of honesty. Don't say what is not true. Do not say what you do not mean. And it's incredible how many problems happen when when people start to say things that they don't actually mean. Mm. You know, there's the 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 connection drops away. There's something like it, it becomes it's no longer compelling to watch these two people up on stage with each other anymore. Like it's there's there's something very bizarre that's going on but when when there's a moment where a person or an actor says something really true and honest and vulnerable to another person and it's really scary thing to do but they do it and it's incredible what happens the other person catches them the other person across from them hears them, catches them, holds them, supports them. And there's this beautiful, new, deeper 
connection, bond, something extraordinary comes out of it, right? And no one actually got hurt. You know, there was really, again, the only, the only cost that came out of it was, was the ego. The ego just died a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you had to give up was, was a bullshit part of yourself for a second. And, and the, the thing that you walk away with is relief. You know, it's this, it's this relief of like, whew, I'm glad I don't have to keep that charade up anymore. I'm glad I don't have to keep that bullshit <laughs> alive anymore. I can actually just relax a little bit, you know, just relax. And I think that that's a huge, huge part of it. The, when we're living in lies, there's just no, there's no rest. There's no rest. Mm. It's, 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 yeah. But when we're honest, we can, we can kind of be at peace in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. It's a lot of work to prop up a lie. It really is. There's, there's a lot of effort that has to be put in and a lot of, uh, you know, I like to think of it as, as, as curated, right? Mm. It is, it's curated, you know, where you're really, you're really trying to coordinate everything and make it all, you know, and it's, it's a lot of spinning plates at the end of the day, you know, you're just holding all this stuff up. And if, if, if one thing goes down, you know, maybe the whole thing could go down and it's just, you know, it's, it's just constantly exhausting. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, is that I, still a thing that I, happens. Is that still like an act that happens in shows spinning plates? Oh, I'm sure there's some people that still spin <laughs> plates. It's got to be. There's jugglers. I wonder if there's yeah. people out there who are like spinning plates. What the hell are these guys talking about? It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like how many how many plates can one person spin and keep spinning? Uh, you know, but it's yeah. like juggling. I mean, it's, it's the same idea. Right? Yeah. You if you don't juggling. know spinning plates, just look it up on YouTube and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah, go I mean, ahead. I cut you off. Well, I know it's fine. It's it, you know it's uh all this stuff, it's like, you know, like when you, when you get away from, when you get away from honesty and you get away from your authentic self, you end up requiring the need for distraction and comfort and satiation and uh, pleasure. You need these things because life carries very little meaning when you're not honest with the, with the core nucleus of who you are. And I think you're very correct in your point that even the lies carry with them a nucleus, like carry with them a seed. Like if you were making a garden and you said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make this garden. I'm going to plant strawberries and blueberries and carrots and potatoes and lettuce and whatever. And you're going to do all this stuff. And you're like, great, I'm going to do all this. And it's going to be this beautiful nutritious, wonderful garden. And then you're like, well, you know, if I put a few weeds in there, it'll look more full. But then, you know, you start putting these like plants that you don't really want, that don't serve you, that don't benefit you. And pretty soon they start taking on a life of their own and they fill out your garden. And some of them, uh, and you didn't know this when you planted them because it was just a white lie, are actually plants that go and strangle the other plants and kill them off. And that's part of what they do. Um, and they're, they're not cohesive with the thing you want to build. And so now you're like, well, why is it so hard for me to, to, to build this thing or grow these strawberries in this metaphor, right? Like, why is it so hard for me to do this? And it's because you planted lies next to it, which are killing 
the strawberry and taking its nutrients and taking the stuff that you're trying to feed it with. And now you're, you're not only trying to grow this thing, but you're now working against it because you have to prop up these lies that you're just not willing to admit are not good things in your garden, so to speak. Right. Mm. And, um, lies grow. This is the thing you think you just told a lie and that it ends there. It does not end there. Your lie carries on and it grows. And once you plant it, it, it takes on a life. And sometimes it can take on a bigger life than you realize. Um, you know, I had a, I had a, a friend or a colleague that I knew when I was younger and he told me he sold a script and he told me that he sold it in a certain way, but he lied to me. And for years, I believed that that's what happened. And it wasn't until later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go about selling my scripts. And I looked into it and I was like, fucking guy lied to me. Because I just started, and I just never questioned him because he's my friend. I just thought, but I based my reality on that for a long time. You know, I, you know, and so not only do your lies grow in you and become shameful for you to admit, and be vulnerable about, but they actually infect and impact other people's lives. And you can actually mislead them and cost them time and energy and, and things like that. And that might've not been your plan, but you know, why is, I'll go back to that saying, why is doing bad? Why do people do bad? Because it's easy. It was easier to lie. It was easier to, um, you know, to tell some story that made him look better but he didn't realize that that was actually very damaging and bad in my world. He just thought he was looking better in front of me. That's all, probably all he thought. He didn't realize the impact of the lie. He didn't realize the, the lie had um, negative consequences on me and, you know, possibly others. Right. And I would, I would say with, you know, all in all, when you put it down to brass tacks, like that is a bad thing to do. Was he being bad? Did he think of himself as bad? No, but this is what you need to be aware of as a, as a liar when you lie. That you're causing bad because it's easy, but you might be causing harm and you want to be causing harm. So don't lie, you know, don't, don't do it. You know, um, you think it's harmless and it isn't, you know, it, it, it really is a damaging thing, not just for you, but for others in your circle. And who's going to be, wanting to help you nurture your garden of growth. If you plant weeds in their garden, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you're just causing damage, then people are not going to want to help you. They're not going to want to be around you and they're not going to respect you. And, and further, you're not going to respect yourself. And I think deep down, we all know that that's true. You know? Yeah. There's like, it's, it's a trust thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it's like, how can you, it's like, can't trust yourself and you can't trust another person, you know, with, with all of that. I was, I heard uh, this, this conversation is reminding me of a conversation, a podcast I was listening to with, uh, with Sam Harris and I can't remember. Oh, you know what? I think it was like when he did, he does this podcast with Ricky Gervais him and Ricky Gervais have have a podcast, which is so bizarre when I discovered that. <laughs> but it's uh it's really fascinating. And they were they were talking about this thing of uh of lying, honesty and and lying. And I would love and if anyone can can point me to it, um, if there's somewhere I can hear hear Sam talk more about this, I would I would really enjoy it. But 
he was telling how in university, when he was in college, he had this professor, and it might have been in philosophy. Um, yeah, I think it was a, one of his first philosophy professors or something like that. At the like at the very beginning, like first year, like one of the first things that he talked about was lying and honesty and basically spilled out this whole kind of case, like made this entire case that he was like by the, he's like, you know, at the start of it, it was this open discussion of like, oh, okay, well, when is lying okay? And when is it not okay? And whatever he's like, and by the end of it, every single person in that room was just like, it's just not worth it. <laughs> it do- doesn't, doesn't matter how small you think that the lie is. It doesn't matter, you know, how sort of innocent or, uh, how somewhat, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, like unimportant, the subject is lying is never worth it. It's never worth doing. And it's never actually even necessary, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, uh, he brought up this example, uh, cause he has kids and he's like, sometimes his kids have, you know, certain questions for him. And he's like, he's like, and he's like, you don't even have to lie about certain things that you don't want to answer. You know, he's like, and, and he's like, and so there'll be certain things that they'll ask and be like, listen, this is something that, that, um, isn't really important for you to know about right now, but you know, is something that we can discuss when you're a little older kind of thing. Right. It's like, it's not lying. It's not lying. It's just saying like, yeah, look, this is not, this is not something that I want to share with you right now at this time in your life. And he says, and the thing is like his relationship with his kids is one where his kids know that, that he's not going to bullshit them about anything. You know, like he means the things that he says, you know, even if he's not willing to talk about certain things at certain points in time, he's never going to bullshit you know, and that's, that's incredible, mm-hmm. you know, like that's incredible. It's an, a beautiful gift that you give to people when they know that you're not going to bullshit them, you know, like when you know that you're getting honesty and also there's a, there's, I think, um, something that might be worth touching on as well is this, there's a difference between, between honesty and and being truthful and vulnerable um, to necessarily what's right and wrong, mm-hmm. right? Like you could say something honestly and be wrong about something. Yes. Right. But that's part of the other thing that's about it. It's like okay, well, if, at least if you're honest, that's the only way that we know that you, that you can know that you're wrong about something is by being honest about something that you think you know or some situation or whatever it is until you go, oh, okay, I actually didn't, was unaware of this thing or or I was, I misunderstood some situation. But the only way we know that is through honesty, right? Open, honest dialogue. And side PSA, freedom of speech, people, please. Um, <laughs> it's the only way we can actually start to know things, um, together. There's, there's some interesting, there's some interesting things that we've kind of, you know, come across in this. And I think it is important to kind of mention as we go through it, because like, 
you don't need to disclose everything. I mean, you can be honest and not disclose and you don't, you don't have to be vulnerable in every scenario and every situation, or at least you don't have to be any more vulnerable than you, um, are willing to be and want to be and, and feel that, um, you're open to being, um, you know, I think, uh, there is a certain amount of like issues with people are like, well, I'm just being honest. It's like, yeah, but like, that's fine that you're being honest, but like, that's a child and disclosing that to a child is not appropriate. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm -hmm. it's just not appropriate. And so you have to learn and, and have, I think a certain amount of, I think it's a certain amount of common sense, although they say common sense is not so common, but you mm -hmm. need to have a certain consideration for the fact that if, especially, especially if you have a position of authority, that you need to be mindful and considerate of, of what you're doing and what you're sharing. Now, I don't think you should be dishonest. I don't think you should lie, but you can consider whether it's important to disclose information or, or not to reveal it or not. And I think like, you know, let's bring it to an art, right? Like storytelling. If you're the writer of a story, the creator of it, you are the authority of the story. Now you can be honest with the story and you can do all this back work and figure out all this stuff about your story and the characters and whatever, but do you have to disclose all the work that you did? No, you don't. In fact, you get to choose what to disclose, but um, you know, you, you, there's an honesty in what you're disclosing, but you don't have to share everything. You don't have to tell everything. And like, um, you know, it, it, it comes down to like, are you a good person? Are you a moral person? Are you an ethical person? Um, you know, and, and an ethical, immoral, like corrupted person is probably not going to be honest and they're not going to be real. And they're definitely not going to be vulnerable because like they know they've, they know that their very way of being is deceptive and a lie. Like it's, it is a lie in and of itself. So as honest as they are, they're, they're hiding something. You know what I mean? If you're an honest, if you're trying to be an honest, good, moral, ethical person, um, there might be times where like maybe your parent and your kid asks you a question and they ask you about something that maybe they heard on the internet or some other kids talking about, and you might be tactful in your approach, but honest, you know? And I think that, uh, you know, there is an art to communication. There is an art to honesty and vulnerability. And look, like, for example, let me just give you another one that, that might just further hammer this point home. You know, I've heard stories from people, uh, I, I remember I heard this story from one particular woman that rocked me when I heard it about this. Essentially, she got raped when she was a virgin and how it happened and the way it went out and all and, and all of this stuff. And it rocked my world because I never even knew something like that could even happen at the time. When I heard it, I was like, mine, my mind was blown. Now, should she go around and share that story with everybody? Not necessarily, because maybe not everybody should should hear that is ready to hear that, you know, it needs to hear that. Um, in the scenario that I was in where there was a certain amount of trust and openness and vulnerability. Okay. You share the story and now you feel, you feel safe 
because you don't feel like who you're telling is going to do anything damaging with that, hurt you, throw it back at you, something like this, make you wrong. I don't know. But, um, you know, there, there, there is, uh, I think what's important. And I think what I'm just trying to get to the point of is, is like, you might be willing to be honest and vulnerable and share, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give everything away. You don't, that's not, that's not what we're saying. Just be truthful. And so like being truthful might be like, you know, this happened to me. I don't want to go into any more detail about it. This is what happened. Okay, fine. Now, if someone doesn't respect that, you're not, you don't, you're not forced to share any more than you feel is, is appropriate is right for you. And at the same time, if it's a child asking you and they want to know more and more and more, cause they're curious, but maybe it's inappropriate for a child to maybe have that in their world yet. Um, cause they're too young to, to deal with it. And, you know, you have to make a judgment, right? Uh, maybe you go like, yeah, we'll talk about this at another time, you know, potentially, but like, this is as much as I want to tell you right now, you know, about that. And, you know, and, and, and that's fair, but that's real. Right. And that's, you know, that's not hurting the person. It might not be giving them everything they want, but art is a lot like that too. You know, your audience and your fans and your, and your readers and your viewers and your listeners, they might want more and more and more and more and more. They always want more if they love your stuff, but you give them what you feel is the right amount, but what you give them, you're honest and truthful and authentic and, and vulnerable about, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to give them more than that just because they want it. Yeah. And, you know, even having the honesty of what you're not willing to share, that that is something that we can still appreciate and in many ways says so much too, you know, depending right. on, on the context of what it is, right? It's just like, maybe it's just, it's in especially in, in like someone's sharing something that's really quite, you know, personally traumatizing or something like that. Not wanting to share, it's not only understandable why someone wouldn't want to do it, but the that kind of in many ways might tell us all that we need. You know, like that's that that shares something with us too. And it's like, okay, yeah, you don't want to say that. That communicates something as well. well and it's it's and maybe also that's enough. It, yeah, and it also builds relationship because you know you can go, you can look at it in terms of people if we are honest with where we stand with each other, that like, I feel this safe with you, or I feel I can be this vulnerable with you. And the other party respects that, that shows you that they respect you. And if they don't respect that, that shows you that they don't respect you. And you should really keep that in mind. And that's more honest because if you say to someone like, I don't want to go into this any further right now or yet, or, you know, maybe ever, and the person doesn't respect that and they keep pushing you and they keep prodding you and whatever that is, that's where you need to be honest with yourself about that person. Because if someone really does respect and appreciate you, and I, I don't, I don't think this is getting too far away from our talk. I actually feel like this is, this is relevant because what I want in society, if we could have something is I want an honest, authentic, truthful, vulnerable, did I say respectful, respectful, 
trustworthy community that you can count on and rely on and interact with, with, with transparency and realness, you know, and, and that's what I want for people. And, and the thing is, is that I think most of us deep down, we want that, but we don't do it because it's easier not to. And we don't do it because we're scared to, and it's easier not to is kind of the cowardice in us. And we're scared to is not so much the cowardice in us. It's that we have legitimate reasons to be scared a lot of the time to not be truthful and not to share because people are judgmental and all of this other stuff. So, um, you know, as you navigate this world, you might be a very honest, um, forthright, vulnerable person. It doesn't necessarily mean you can just go out in the world and say, okay, great. I'm going to be forthright, honest, and open with everybody. No, um, you have, it's, it's, you know, we still have a law in this, in this artistic way that we're building, right. Which is the law of relationship, which matters, you know, um, it, it is, it is good to be truthful. It is good to be vulnerable, but also you have, you know, you have to consider your relationship with whoever you're sharing with, um, you know, and in some cases, um, it's not about being dishonest. It's just about, it's more about the sharing of your honesty and vulnerability, you know, and how much of that you're going to, um, you're going to give. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, as a, as an artist, one of the things you're doing is you're extending an olive branch for your audience. What you're doing is you're saying, look, I don't know if I can trust you. Honestly, don't, but I'm going to extend this olive branch of trust. And I'm going to share something vulnerable about me and about this creativity and about this thing I see in the world. And I'm going to present it to you, but you have the one advantage of, because you're the art, it is your art that is sharing the truth, not necessarily you that's sharing the truth. But as artists, we all kind of know secretly, it is you sharing the truth. And that's kind of why we're all in on it. You know, we're all in on the game a little bit, you know, at least the ones who are truly trying to create art and not just make a buck off of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you make a buck off it, way to go. But like, if you do it well, being an artist, how wonderful, you know? Yeah. 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 Let's, uh, let's take a, let's take a little quick break here and beer break, beer break. <laughs> Well, you I'm, go not first. Having, I'm not having a beer because um, oh. uh, I was uh, I was actually beer less when uh, I opened up the fridge, but I did have a cider. Did have a cider in here, not like a super fancy one or anything, but um, this is just I'm drinking uh, a harvest pear cider apple cider from okanagan cider and beverage company and uh it's very sweet has quite a pear flavor to it <laughs> uh it tastes kind of like juice which is uh but a tasty juice don't get me wrong so uh these could get pretty dangerous i'm sure <laughs> you see i always forget how much i actually enjoy cider you know, it's one of those things. It's like I'm always just like I gravitate towards beer, and then uh, and then every now and then it's just like, oh sure, I'll have a cider, and then I'm like, yeah. you know what, that's good. I don't know why I don't drink these more often, but uh, so yeah, that's what I've been having for this conversation. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, I guess you know it doesn't really matter if we have a beer or not. I mean, the origins of this whole thing came from having beer, but 
you know, if you're having a, a certain coffee or a smoothie, I mean, or whatever. I mean, I think one of the things that I always appreciated about this part was just kind of giving a shout out to like local um, creators of craft beer, but also mm-hmm. of any type of, any type of beverage. I mean, I think it's just kind of, uh, you know, if you get together with your friends, instead of having a beer and you have uh, smoothies or you have coffees or you have something like that, I mean, it's all the same really to us. I mean, I don't think that matters. It just, beer was an origin of where these conversations came from. I'm sure I've reiterated that a few times, but I always, always worth repeating. Yeah, man. Well, look, I'm having, uh, I'm having this, the establishment, right? So I had that last week, same company. This one's called Skyrocket Six. It's a New England IPA. It's also delicious. Also a good brew. These guys knock it out. They seem to do uh, quite a stellar job. Um, someone in town ordered these beers into our local local um, liquor store, I guess, and uh, so they brought a couple in and. Apparently the whole the whole community has been really enjoying this this particular brewery. So kind of neat. I get to share it on the podcast and it is what it is. Um well man, I what do we gotta say? What do we gotta say to wrap this one up? Well, I'll uh I'll I'll take a kick at it here. Um yeah, I mean I, I hope that that uh, by this point in the conversation we've made a, a fairly good case for why honesty is so important. Not in, in many ways, it seems kind of almost silly in a way not to undermine this whole conversation that we've just had. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, in, in, a, in a way, it's like, well, yeah, of course. Honesty is something that most human beings, you would talk to them and they would say like, yeah, honesty is something that we always want to strive for is something that we should, that's always the metric by, you know, that's the gold standard by how we want to conduct our lives is being honest. Um, but the fact is, is that we aren't always honest, um, in our lives and the things that we're doing, um, both to others and to ourselves. So hopefully by this point, we've kind of shed a bit of light on, you know, maybe what some of those things are, you know, and, and why those aren't really particularly good reasons. Now there's really not any particularly good reason to be dishonest. And when it comes to creativity, it's like, yeah, like deceit and honesty will both create things, but really what it is, what is it that you want to create because they will create very different things start from a place of honesty you know that's so true with with anyone who's in the arts if you want to do anything meaningful as an artist you have to say something true you have to say something honest you have to say something vulnerable that comes from you in order for it to have a hope and a prayer of really connecting with someone with really mm-hmm. connecting us as human beings, right? Is there has to be some, something of that in there. There has to be something of that quality of, of that was true. That was honest. That came from the heart that came from, you know, it has that quality to it. Uh, and even there's even the possibility of you can, you can tell the truth about your lies 
too. You know, like there's always that that's the kind of the beauty, the beautiful part about it is that, is that again, yeah, the, the answer to the lie is, is, is right there. It's to get honest about the lie. It's the, it is the cure. It is the remedy to it. And you can begin immediately. It's not something that you have to work towards. It's like you can, you can immediately get what you're creating in your work, in your life, back on track immediately by getting real honest with yourself about what it is that you're doing. Mm. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> Brandon. Well, let me, let me add this. I think that there is with, with art, there is myth and with myth, you can make up a story, which is in theory a lie, but like you can make up a story to tell a truth. Um, and I don't, I think that with, with story, um, you know, especially when we, we have a story, you know, it's, it's fiction, right. And we have fiction and we, we use fiction for entertainment and we use fiction for, um, but good fiction shares a truth. Even though it's all made up, it shares something, it carries some truth with it. And I think a lot of what we're talking about today is even if you're making it all up, even if you're just creating something out of nothing, right? Like, and that's part of what artists do. Finding the truth in what you're communicating for you is an important thing. And you might not necessarily know what that is, but I think that's a part of the work. That's a part of the vulnerability and the honesty and the digging deep, right? And the, and the, the finding yourself in the work. You know what I mean? Um, and I really do think of it as a finding yourself because the truth may not always be so obvious to you on the onset. It may be something you kind of discover or uncover or encounter partway through your mythical exploration. Um, and there's a quote, and I don't know who said this one, but it was something like, we use, we, we use art to tell a lie so we can express the truth or something like that. You know, I probably butchered it, but it's along those lines, right? We, we use art to tell a lie to share the truth. And I think that there's um, a, a very much, that's like a core tenant of really good art is that art, no matter how fictional or made up or imaginative it is, there's that truth underneath. And that's the thing. That's what we really care about. We don't really care about the myth in the sense that like, did this really happen or not happen? Did it happen that way? Even like stories is based on a true story. We want to feel like we got some element of truth in it. You know, that's what we're really trying to walk away with. Um, and then, you know, there's another saying, and I'll just say this because maybe this is more in the, in the front of life. Um, and I forget who said this one as well, but it was like, a, um, I'd rather an ugly truth than a beautiful lie. And I think that, you know, when you look at myth and you look at storytelling and you look at your art creation, and that could be in a song or a painting or anything, novel, whatever, um, the ugly truth is the thing that that's hard. It's hard to explore. It's the, it's the harder thing to explore. The, the pretty lie might be the myth, right? But within, when it's just made up, when it's all surface, it's just a pretty lie. It's just... It's just nothing. It's, it's fluff. Right. Um, 
but then when it comes to life, you know, there's a part of you that might just be like, oh, it's just easier if I just can believe it's another way. But like, if you can encounter the truth and not be, and not be, um, knocked out by it, knocked down by it. If you can encounter the truth and you can, and you can not let the truth or something honest or real dismantle your idealist or your hope or your optimism or your enthusiasm, that says a lot about who you are as a person. If you need a lie to keep your enthusiasm, to keep your hope, to keep all that, that says a lot about you as a person. And I really just ask you, like, what kind of person do you want to be at the end of the day, right? I would rather be a strong person that can handle the truth, not be swayed by it, not be knocked off course by it, not let it detour me or, or, or take my wind away. But instead, I could use it as a resource and I could, I could carry on and, and my hope and in my enthusiasm and my energy and my optimism and my idealism and all of that can be, can be reformed, rebuilt, restructured and solidified through truth, which is going to make it a lot more powerful and real in the world. And that I think ultimately is what we're aiming at here. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.